hot take. Do not ever promote anything on your podcast for free unless it's your own business. <laughs> but I did that with a company and they wanted to test out a couple episodes. Again, I was green. I didn't really know what I was doing, but that's the best way you're going to learn. And they only tested out two episodes. And I will tell you, that's another thing too. I always sell a month. I don't just sell individual episodes because people need to hear it a couple times before they say yes. I think it's statistic like a person needs to hear something seven times before it actually clicks for them. So after that one company, and then the guy kind of gave me like some shade via email. He was like, well, there was only one person who bought it. And I was like, okay, you prick. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Lead, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. We have a fantastic guest, Courtney, today. You guys are going to love Courtney. She has been podcasting for two years. She has a community. She has sponsors. She has a book deal. She's got so many things that I believe a lot of podcasters look to aspire to with their show, with their content. And so listen to these incredible tips tricks, strategies, some hot takes and some mistakes. So we're talking all of it. So without further ado, join me in welcoming Courtney to the show. Hello, Courtney. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you could start by telling everyone who you are, what you do and about your podcast. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Courtney Anderson. I am a sober coach podcast host and author. My podcast is about sobriety, addiction, and recovery. So a lot of topics in that podcast relate to either a person in active addiction or what you were going through in active addiction, trying to quit drinking, trying to quit. It's more focused towards drinking, but drugs too, if, if you can relate to that and in the recovery process, because it is for sure a recovery process. So I do a lot of solo episodes and then I always have a guest on and my sister and I do what I call a show within a show. And it's her and I just kind of our banter, but she has her own addiction issues that she's overcome. So we kind of tackle more into like the family side of things and more about our relationship and, and what was going on. So I like to have variety for the audience because sometimes people want a little mix. So that's what the Sober Vibes podcast is. But definitely it's to help bring more awareness around such a topic that has been so shamed upon for decades upon decades and been so hush hush. Yeah. And I feel like everyone deals with some form of addiction, right? In their own way. And whether it's food or uh -huh. needing to be needed or, you know, wanting to be around people, like there's a lot of different ways that addiction can show up. As someone who grew up with an addict as a parent, definitely love what you're doing. I think it's such an important conversation to have. What made you start the podcast? You're coming up on, you actually are on two years, which is incredible. Congratulations. 
Thank you. Most people don't make it this far. So <laughs> congratulations for that. And why did you start it? Like, what was kind of that thought process going into a podcast? I always envisioned myself, like, I always had this fantasy of writing a book and to, like, be in radio. For You know, I just always liked to have, like, the idea of my own show. But how I branched out before I did my Sober Vibes podcast, I did a podcast with a woman that I partnered up with. And then when that partnership ended, I still really enjoyed what I learned from the podcasting. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to branch out on my own. Started in February of 2020. That's when I aired the Sober Vibes podcast. But I just knew that these stories needed to be out about this topic. And especially too, I mean, we talk about that too, of being an adult child of an addict or an alcoholic. So there's so many layers and topics that just go more into just the act of quitting drinking or using drugs. But for me, after ending that that business relationship, I still felt called upon to continue what I wanted to continue and or dreamed about when I was little, <laughs> having a radio show. <laughs> You know, so that's why I did it. I love that. When you started your podcast, did you think like tons of people are going to listen to it? This is going to be this big thing. I'm going to be able to turn this into like a book deal. Like what did that kind of thought process go? No, to be honest, I just kept doing it because it was fun. Like my intention when I started it, and it's still, it's still to this day, the same intention, but to just show up and have fun with it. And then in that process, I never was like, I'm going to get millions of downloads. That was never my goal. My just goal was to share stories, share my own stories and help people where they have this outlet, this free option to sit there and listen. So yeah, my intention was always just to have fun with it. And the more fun I had with it, then started coming like you get each week ratings on the on iTunes mental health charts where I was like, I didn't even understand it. I was like, what? I remember charting in Canada at like number 60. And I was like, what is happening here? You know, and then week after week, we are still continue to be on the charts. And even when I see that, like one time it charted in Russia. And this is what I love about this stuff. So I don't find the worth in those charts. What I find though fascinating is some of these countries where drinking is embedded in their culture from birth that people in these countries are listening to and to that you can reach that far with podcasting. Yeah, there's so much power in it. And I think that even beyond just like a blog or a YouTube channel, like, yeah, there's so much more power in podcasting that I don't think people really realize or even like businesses understand. Mm -hmm. Like even in the last few years, trying to explain and educate sponsors on why they should be <laughs> buying podcast ads, yeah. why they should be investing in podcasts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of the fastest growing mediums You're in people's ears while they're doing their everyday things, inundating them with products. And I like, hey, this is a great thing. I love it. They recreate a relationship with the host. Right. 
even beyond like what I like to call the celebrity effect of the podcast host. Like, have you had that happen where someone gets on a call with you or they see you in like at a conference and they're like, Oh my God, I listened to your podcast. Yeah. I've had that because, you know, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching. So with my one-on-one coaching, we get on a call before we start working together because I could not be a fit for somebody and they might be like, you know, so I always like to make sure that we fit and I've had that. And it makes me giggle in a way because I'm like, I'm I'm just Courtney. Like the girl, it's good, you know, because I get somebody who will be like, I'm fangirling right now. I was like, no, don't, don't, you know, because it's at the end of the day, we're all human beings, right? Having this human experience. So it's just, I will never see myself in that. I don't see myself in that light. I'm just going back to, I want to have fun with it and continue just to put out good work and break the stigma and help somebody in their journey. Yeah, I love that. So you have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Can you talk through what that process looked like for people who are like, "Ooh, I would love to be able to bring on someone who it makes sense to partner with them. My audience is their audience. What did that kind of look like in the beginning? And then how has it kind of progressed? Yeah. So with the sponsorships, and I have to go back to to what you're saying about the thing. I just recently read in a report that podcast sponsorships, podcast marketing is about to be a huge boom in 2023 because of all of what you just stated. So going back to the beginning, I remember asking my first sponsor. I was so nervous and like the language I used and whatnot, but he said yes. And it was an NA beer company. And honestly, with the sponsorships, it was just kind of a learn as you go type of thing. I remember doing, and don't ever do this to anyone who's listening. Do not, do not do this. Hot take right here. Hot take. Do not ever promote anything on your podcast for free. Unless it's your own business. (laughs) But I did that with a company and they wanted to test out a couple episodes. Again, I was green. I didn't really know what I was doing, but that's the best way you're going to learn. And they only tested out two episodes. And I will tell you, that's another thing too. I always sell a month. I don't just sell individual episodes because people need to hear it a couple times before they say yes. I think it's statistic like a person needs to hear something seven times before it actually clicks for them. So after that one company, and then the guy kind of gave me like some shade via email. He was like, well, there was only one person who bought it. And I was like, okay, you prick. Like, Yeah, (laughs) I gave you this for free. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just like, and then I'm like, okay, we are never doing that again. But however, that call I did take, he did and having them on for free, it was the learning lesson of it. So mm-hmm. the evolution really was starting green, seeing the value in the episodes and what that could bring for future businesses. And also too, then incorporating building a package, not only with episodes, but then utilizing social media space and utilizing an email list. And then that's how I've been able to build up sponsorships and then present it. Also too, going back to that iTunes mental health chart, you know, because they they go up to 250, 250 in countries. I utilize that. I started putting that into marketing plans of or these proposals to companies. So really that kind of was the evolution. But finding the products, you have to find products what's going to be best for your audience. And not every product's going to land because mm-hmm. it, it's just the nature of it. Some people are going to be like, why do I want to buy sheets? 
because there are sheets that get sponsored in some of these like bigger um, brands that get sponsored in these podcasts. And I never wanted to, I, I like to stay true to myself. And so I would never put sheets on the Sober Vibes podcast. <laughs> I'm like, my audience doesn't want sheets. What they want is discount codes on NA beverages. And then let's showcase NA beverages into the mocktails, into that whole culture. Let's showcase, I had Organifi sponsor for a very long time. Let's get some health supplements on there because I want my audience who is coming out of active addiction to start healing their body with supplements that I believe in that I would use. And then now I have a sponsor who it's called Soberlink. It's a portable device that helps you blow into for your own accountability because some people need that accountability mm -hmm. at home because the homes have been broken with trust that they need something like this to show their children, spouse, whoever, like, no, I'm not drunk today. So I really just stick with products that my community would be best using that yes. I think they would like. Yes. And I think that's so important. And to your point about sheets, I don't know how many true crime podcasts I've listened to. Where it's like Casper mattress. And it's like, I mean, I get that a lot of people listen to true crime and, you know, people need mattresses, but how many times, like, can we find new products? Can we find yes. ones that like actually make sense for that mm -hmm. particular audience? And I love that you've been picky about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially like with the guests that we have on our shows and with the sponsors that we choose to affiliate ourselves with, it is important. Like we have a duty as hosts to put our audience first. And I love that you've done that with your sponsors and mm -hmm. that you also let's pull up what you did with the package that you created in not just saying, Hey, you get these downloads or you get these episodes. I have an audience. I have, I'm going to put this in my email list. I'm going to share this on social media. I have this community. I'm going to make sure that we blast it there. Like when you're able to really show the value mm -hmm. over the downloads, right? Because mm -hmm. if, especially when you have an audience that is like in your case, it might be larger, but for someone who maybe is doing redesigning websites. That's a yep. very niche market, right? Like uh -huh. that's a very small group of people who are interested in that topic. But if you can affiliate yourself with someone where it makes sense, hey, I'm not just giving you this very targeted market, but also my email list, my community, my, you know, even if you have like, a, and when I say community, I'm thinking social media, but then also even beyond that, Facebook groups, circle communities, mighty network groups. Like there's mm -hmm. so many different ways that you can package your sponsorship beyond just your downloads. And I think that people get hung up on that. Well, they get hung up on the downloads because that's another thing too. It's like not with the downloads. Sometimes downloads are not recorded or not processed through it. So you can't get hung up on the downloads. You, you, and that's where too, I mean, I don't have millions upon millions of downloads, but it's, you got to market your whole self and what you can do where that feels right. Also offer, if you have a connection or are talking to the founder of the company, the CEO, like, Hey, do you want to come on and talk about your product? Cause that is what I have done. I have always given the option to the sponsors and I've had two of them that took me up on the option and they came on. And then I just, you know, you link that episode. If they're going to sponsor your whole month, link that episode to the previous episode to be like, Hey, 
if you want to go back to listen to the founder of this NA Beers, like here's his episode. So you can get very creative with it where it makes sense for a person to be like, oh my God, yes. Where it would be a hard no for them to be like, no, this doesn't make sense. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Great ideas. Let's talk building community and specifically around this idea of building community on a topic that is taboo to talk Mm -hmm. about, that Mm -hmm. people might feel uncomfortable being vulnerable Mm -hmm. around. What has that looked like for you? Building the community? Mm -hmm. Well, it's, you know, it was kind of a slow start. (laughs) It was because it is. It's something to, especially to within the community, in the topic of addiction in sobriety, because some people don't want to get help until they have to. Or mm-hmm. some people, you know, like in a community, some people just want to be flies on the wall and not participate and not engage in it. So sometimes a lot, you know, you're engaging with one to two people, but you keep talking about it too on your podcast to funnel the podcast traffic back into a community where then too, you were actually having interaction with them and showing up for them in a different way. Because that's when you have people email you like, oh, I really enjoy your podcast. You've helped me. You don't know that person. And then you find out like, oh, you've been listening to for me for seven months. Like, I don't know who you are. Like, (laughs) let me get you either into my Facebook group or on my email list. And like, let's connect better here. So definitely the community building has taken time. But I have to say with community building, you have to engage, engage, engage. You can't just create, I know Facebook groups are like so outdated to some, but they're still very useful, you know, of getting to know your community. And same thing with an Instagram account or even TikTok. TikTok recently, I saw saw someone, it was a, I think she was a content planner or whatnot, but she was saying, use your TikTok like a Facebook group. And I was like, that's actually pretty genius. So the engagement is where that's matter. You can't just think that somebody's going to come into your world and you're never going to have to do any type of work of engagement with them if you want them to sign on to a coaching program or a group coaching program or paid membership. So you got to have trust with your community. The building part was a little bit more of a slower process. And then eventually, if you stay consistent with it, it just all starts to connect and connect and connect. Yeah, because you get that one person who brings along another person who brings Mm -hmm. along another person. And it really is. It is a building thing. And I think that you end up having more meaningful conversations Mm -hmm. when it's around vulnerable topics, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, Mm -hmm. you're going through that journey. It's not that you're just like, hey, I'm going to coach you guys on this thing that I don't, you know, I saw, yeah. I read a book about it. So yeah. <laughs> like, you know what right. I mean? Like you're living this yes, and you are working through it yourself and you're processing it yourself. And it's so much more than just, hey, I'm just going to tell you about this stuff. Like you're being vulnerable, you're showing up. And I love that you have set your podcast up, like you mentioned in the beginning with those like conversations with your sister and like because mm-hmm. i'm sure there's like those inside jokes and that more yeah. vulnerability that comes with that sisterhood right yeah well and that's the whole thing like out of that whole podcast me and my sisters the show within the show is the number one hit <laughs> <laughs> and it's just me and my sister talking 
our crap with one another and just, and people are like, I love the banter between the two of you. You know, again, it was just something that was started out of like pure fun. Let's have fun with this. And it has grown and grown. You'll never go wrong if the intention is pure. Yes, 100% agree. You have a book coming out this year. Incredible. Tell me about it. Oh, I'm so excited about this book. And this is another thing of consistency and growing that community. So the book is called Sober Vides, a a guide to thriving in your first three months without alcohol. And what I love about this book so much, there's journaling, like the pages are in there. You can write in there. There's a coach tip for me. So I walk you through your first three months. I give you suggestions on what to do. And really, I it's like you have a coach in your back pocket during this. And I just saw the final layout of this book in a PDF the other day. And, and I am so, so, so proud of it. But going back to growing an audience, uh, the publisher, my editor reached out to me via Instagram on a DM. And it was a Friday and I had to ask her, I was like, is this for real? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, of all of the people I have asked, she was like, I've just always found getting a hold of them through Instagram DMs have worked. And I was like, okay, because I need to make sure I'm not maybe in catfish. Right. I've dreamed about being a published author since I was like eight years old. So like, please don't mess with me. And I was in my first year of motherhood. So I was very sensitive, you know, and that's, this is what she said. When I had my talk with her, she was like, you know, you can tell a lot about just a person with Instagram. She was like, where people can just post inspirational quotes to post them. And like, that's it. She was like, but you had a podcast, you have a couple different coaching programs, you you have this Instagram, you have this community. She's like, I knew you were serious about it. So she had been scouting me for a couple months and other people and then that she reached out and was like, I'm choosing you. So that's the power too of community building and the influence too of your social media needing to be your business card, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you never know who's watching, especially if you have a, a public account, you never know who this land upon and who's watching from afar. So I said, yes. And we were here and my book's coming out August 15th. So I'm very, very excited about it. I'm, I'm nervous because it's like the book, I'm a person who I'm okay with criticism. I just don't want any, there to be any trolls. You know right. I mean? <laughs> yes. These, yes. Troll, these trolls nowadays are not nice. Like I can take constructive criticism, no problem. But when you're just going to be a troll, you can kick rocks. Yes. <laughs> That would be the quote. All the trolls go cake rocks, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> You've learned <please>. anything. <laughs> Seriously. And then like, and because I just started getting on TikTok, you know, within the last couple months and I was like, it is the wild west over here. Like people have shit to say. Yes. <laughs> they do. Where it's like, just scroll on, you know? So, so it makes me giggle, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely understand that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this has been such an incredible conversation, Courtney. Thank you so much. And you've given so many great tips that I think people really can take. You are an experienced podcaster, an experienced business owner. You've got a book coming out, you've got sponsors. Like you're doing the thing that a lot of podcasters dream about. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today. If you could tell everyone where they can find you, hang out with you, slide in your DMs and all that fun stuff. 
Yes, I'm very active on my Instagram sober, at Sober Vibes. You can also email me, SoberVibes at gmail.com. Also, too, I just started doing business consulting as well, and especially in the podcast world and social media world of that's something of of a direction you want to go into or need help. I love nothing more than talking about business and helping people figure that out. So yeah, so connect with me on Instagram at Sober Vibes. Perfect. We'll make sure that we link all of that in the show notes. Again, Courtney, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.lotti. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.